Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrienne Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. We are continuing today with the Hiring Tea Time series, um, the second installment. If you have not listened to the first one yet, uh, where I was talking about, oh gosh, I'll suddenly forget. Hang on. Let me look at my notes uh, where we started by talking. Oh, stop being a control freak. Yep. That was the first one. Don't be a, stop being a control freak. Um, if you have not listened to that one yet, it's not like a series that's progressive. You don't have to go back and listen to it. But if you enjoy this one, I definitely would recommend going back and listening to that one, especially if you're like, wow, I'm a control freak. <laughs> I'm a control. If you're a control freak, definitely go back and listen to that one. So we're going to continue on uh, today by talking about how hiring a VA, hiring another VA is not always the answer, which is interesting because I'm in the process of hiring right now and I'm looking to hire a couple of VAs. Um, by the time you hear this, I probably will have already found them. So if you're like, I'm a VA, I would like to submit that's there. Is, you can always go to soulpreneur.co slash jobs uh, and see what's see what's going on. Submit an application. So it's it's always open. <laughs> it's always on. Um, uh, but yeah, so the hiring of VA is not always the answer. So we're going to talk about what that looks like, why it's not always the answer, what you could do instead. Uh, what's a little bit smarter of a way to think about hiring? Um, because the whole point of this series is to talk about things that aren't really getting talked about out there. So let's get to it. Okay, so hiring a VA is not always the answer, right? And I think that this is not talked about often enough because it's like hire yeah, everybody hire another VA. Like if you can imagine the words coming out of my mouth saying that right now, I want you to imagine the caption with like capital H, lower, lowercase I, capital R, lowercase E, you know, one of those like uppercase, lowercase, hire another VA, they said. And that's how I imagine saying that uh in my head. It's fine if we're not on the same page, but if if we are where you're my people if you if you're like i know exactly what you're talking about and why you would say it like that you are my people anyhow um hiring a va is not always the answer and it's so like it's such a default thing to go to of like hire a va like the first hire that you should make in your business is a va mm, I, I don't necessarily agree with that i think the very first thing that i would at least prioritize would be someone to help with the books, someone to help with financial stuff, um, to hire a bookkeeper or whatever. Um, but it might be a VA. Like may, there, there's a possibility that it would be a VA before it would be a bookkeeper. Like probably between the two things, one or the other is probably going to be the first thing that you hire for, but also maybe not like it's not, that's not necessarily the thing that is the, is, that is the answer. And certainly hiring more and more VAs is not necessarily the answer. So why is that? Number one, a lot of times the reason that you are wanting a VA and the tasks that you are wanting them to complete in your business 
is actually structured in a way that you should be hiring uh, for an employee. So if you are hiring someone and, and asking them to do tasks like they're an employee, for example, you are training, you're asking them to show up to be trained on how to do something. If you are asking them to um, uh, come to meetings at specific times and not allowing them to schedule the meetings. Uh, and that's that, that there's more to it than that. Like if you're, if you're in human resources and you're like, that's not really the way to say that I I'm, I'm with you, but like, there are certain things that you just can't do with contractors that you are allowed to do with employers or with employees rather, and treating contractors like they are employees is not actually legal. So so that's that's a tricky one. So if you are wanting if you are wanting them to do things in your way, if you want them to I I remember I saw one time uh in a group that they were like I'm very upset <laughs> paraphrasing of course. I'm very upset because I found out that um my VA that I hired contract or someone that was a contract worker contracted part of the work out to another contractor and so it wasn't that person that that was actually even doing the work and I'm very upset by it and it was very uh, and my response to that is like well not, but that's loud like that's part of it um I mean I think that there is massive benefit if, if you hire a contractor and they're like you only work with me and then they contract it out to someone else like that's a little shady but that's part of being a contractor like if you are hiring a contract worker, they are very well within their rights to say, I don't want to do all of this work myself, or I'm physically in a incapable. Uh, why can't I say the words? <laughs> I'm physically unable to complete the work in the in the time frame provided. So like I'm gonna bring on another person. I'm gonna whatever, whatever the reason is. If they're just like, I just don't want to do it, they don't have to. Like that's that's freelance life. That's what you're, that's what a contractor is able to do. When you hire me, if you hire me, um, for agency work, like that's, I've got people that I work with. And so it's sort of obvious, like it's an agency. So it's going to be a given that like, yeah, I'm not doing the work necessarily for you, um, because it's an agency, but also like, that's, it's the same concept. Like just because you're not hiring an agency doesn't mean anyway, that's sort of me going off on a tangent, but like that's, it's, it's allowed. So a lot of times when you are like, I want a VA to complete this test, this test, this task. And I want the on and on and on and on and on and on. I want all these things from them. It's actually an employee. And so you can't, it's, you can't hire them <laughs> as, as a, as a contractor and ask them to do work as though they're an employee. Uh, and to be clear on this also, like a VA is not someone that you should have to train uh, a contract. You are not allowed technically to train properly train a contractor. They should come with the skills themselves. So the second part of this is that if you don't have SOPs for what the VA is doing, they might not be able to do it. Like you're not able to train them, but you can provide them with SOPs of like, this is how I expect it to get done. And they technically don't have to follow them because they're a contractor. But then of course, you know, you wouldn't have to continue working with them if they weren't following the SOPs, but they should know how to complete the work themselves. So, um, you know, there's this expectation of like, if I'm going to hire a V, you know, uh, I'm going to hire a VA in the Philippines and it's going to cost me like $3 an hour or $5 an hour. And it's going to be amazing. And they can do all of this work for me and my business. And it's going to make, everything is going to magically be amazingly better. And let me say, there's nothing wrong with, but 
there are lots of very, very skilled people working in the Philippines. That's not like a, that's not a dig in like, don't hire a Filipino, um, a, a, a VA from the Philippines at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. They're very, they're in, in every corner of the world or there are intelligent, highly capable people. Um, but, you know, places where there is a lower cost of living in the world where there are, there are, there are laborers who are offering work at a much lower rate than someone like I'm in the US where you know the my company like I cannot imagine hiring someone in the US um for less than like 15 an hour I can't imagine paying someone in the US less than 15 an hour then we're not here to get into the like the the ethic the ethical debate and the should you pay someone less if you're if you're if you're in the US or in in Canada or the UK or Australia and the, and the wage is higher like is it ethical to pay someone at five dollars and not like I'm not here to get into all that right now I I have I have feelings I actually do I'm very gray on it like I really see both sides but I'm not here to to discuss that right now but like if you are expecting magic from this person and it's someone who's charging you like five dollars an hour ten dollars an hour like, are they going to be able to, like, I see so many people when they're looking for a VA, expecting for the VA to be able to do everything, that they're like the kitchen sink VA, and they can do all the lead gen and the social media management, and they can create the posts, and they can update the website, and they can do the this, and they can do the that, and they can do the other. Like, literally, I've seen posts where there's a laundry list of, like, I'm expecting my VA to be able to do all 20 to 25 of these things. And that is delusional. Delusional. <laughs> if you think that that's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Um, even if you find someone who is skilled enough to do all those things to, to a reasonable level of competency, first of all, they are a unicorn. Um, but second, like they're, they're going to be in demand. Like, it's just, it's not reasonable. It's not a reasonable expectation. You are looking for, when you're looking for, I want someone who can do all these magic things because I don't like to post on social media and because I don't want to have to make sales and I don't want to have to look for leads and I don't want to have to do, like, you're just fundamentally not, you just don't want to be a business owner. Oh, I said it. <laughs> you don't, if you just, if you don't want to do any of those things, like you don't want to own a business. <laughs> That's just the truth of it. It's different if you're like, I am, I'm skilled at doing all these things and I no longer have time to do them. And then you should be to the point where you're probably you're to that point, you're probably making some money. So you need a proper lead gen specialist and you need a proper social media manager, not a I'm not making any money. And so I like are making only very little bit of money. And I don't I hate posting on social media and I don't want to have to do this and I don't want to do that. And I don't want to write my own copy and I don't want to do I don't want to do this. I'm not I want to hire a five dollar an hour VA to do all the things that I don't don't want to do anymore, even though I'm not making money and I haven't figured out how to do it myself yet. I want this person to come in and magically swoop in and for five or $10 an hour, they're going to just be able to do all of it for me. Like you just don't, you don't want to be, want to be a business owner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's very blunt. I'm sorry. You don't want to, you don't want to own a business. You've got to learn how to do those things. You've got to, you got to figure out how to do the majority of things yourself first. And then when the once you've um, developed some skill around it, you create the SOP and you hire the VA to do the things for you in your way, in the way that in in the, in a way that's already working for you, and they can just come and take in and do exactly what you're already doing. That's already working. That's already going to continue to make you money. And away they go. Um, 
the, the, I feel like there was just a lot mixed in there. That was more, I realized halfway through talking through all that. I was like, I've really got some big feelings that are going to come out on this. And I was like, try, how do I, do I temper myself saying all these things? Do I not? Do I, mm, I feel like I'm fumbling through the, uh, all right, all right, all right. Though that's, those are my big things that I want to say. You, there's a lot of there, you're, you're expecting magic. You're expecting to be able to hire a unicorn. And that's really probably not what you're going to get. Uh, the next thing that I want to say here is that most VAs are technicians and doers, not strategic thinkers. So when I say this, um, this goes back to um, I, if you've ever heard me talk about like the the way like when you're hiring, are you hiring someone to innovate? Or are you hiring them to replicate? This is this goes off of what I was just saying about like you need to learn how to do the thing first and then and create an SOP for it. Or even if you don't have an SOP for it, like whatever, you can show like, this is how I do it. And they can create the SOP for you if you want, like, that's fine. Um, but that you've already got a way of doing it. And you can just say, this is the way that I do it. And this is the way that I want you to continue to do it. And here's the thing. And, and away you go. Because they're not strategic thinkers. Like most of the time, VAs are not coming up with the way that things should be done and then implementing it. They're just implementing. So you've got to have the strategy behind it yourself first. And that's not just VAs, but like if you're hiring most, like most social media managers, um, like there's a different, if when I can sort of tell by looking at what social media, media managers provide, um, like what the about they're going to charge because if if someone is like you know I'm going to take over your social media for you and you know we'll, we'll create the posts and the and the copy and the whatever and then they just go and they post it like that is not the same level of value as creating a content strategy and creating social strategy and where they're like we're going to create an entire Instagram strategy for you, an entire LinkedIn strategy for you, and then we will also execute it. That is a higher value. So if you're looking for someone to create the social media strategy also, it's probably going to cost you more. Or if you find someone who like doesn't realize that they that's really valuable yet, that they know they know how to do that, but they don't realize that it's, that it's on a different level, because um, that's possible. You could find someone who just hasn't realized their full, the full potential of their value yet. And that's possible. Um, but you know, like you've got to have your own social strategy before you hire a social media manager to just like come in and, and take it over. Like there's a difference in the way that the tasks are being performed. So that that's, it's a good question to ask. Am I hiring someone to innovate or am I hiring someone to replicate? And when you are hiring someone to innovate, which means they've got to understand how to create strategy for you, you've got to expect that it's going to cost you more. So is the VA the answer? I don't know. So with all that said, like, let's consider instead where your time is going and figuring out the best way to, the best way to go about hiring. So I want you to think about tasks. Here's your, here's your homework assi assignment. <laughs> Pause this and think about it or put it on your list to journal on or reflect on later or whatever. What tasks are you doing that are costing you money? And what tasks are you doing that are earning you money? And then Where's the overlap? What tasks are both costing you money and earning you money? So the tasks, excuse me, something like 
Um, you might be making a lot of sales from social media, but it's costing you money because you don't need to be the person who's really doing it anymore. <laughs> who's like posting the posts or engaging in the DMs or whatever. Like if you don't, it's costing you money because your time would be better allocated somewhere else, but it's earning you money because you're making money from social media. Like that's one that can be where there's overlap. So what tasks are costing you money? Those are typically like, it is costing you money if you know uh, in your in your business that you want to be paid and that you are being paid, let's say 200 an hour. This can be whatever number. If it's 100 an hour or 500 an hour or 1,000 an hour, whatever your number is, It's is it worth your sitting on social media posting something for an hour when and that's costing you $200 because your time is worth $200 or whatever the number is. It's costing you money because you could be paying someone um, I mean, at that point, if you're paying someone 50 an hour, it's going to save you money, right? Like it's going to, it's going to cost you a lot less money. Um, but you've got to be earning money for it to be costing you money first, right? It's not just like, well, I want to be making $500 an hour. So I guess I should hire someone because it's costing me money because I want to be paid 500. If you are actually being paid $500 an hour, it is costing you to do whatever tasks it's doing. It's costing you that money, right? And is this making sense? This is not like just, well, I would like to be making that much money. So it's clearly costing me that much money because you're not, if you're not making that much money yet, this, the logic does not track. Um, so what's costing you, what's earning you money and what's the overlap. So start thinking about like, what are the things that are, are earning you? Where is your money coming from? Is it from social media? Is it from Pinterest? Is it from blogging? Is it from your website? Is it from an evergreen funnel? Is it from, um, is it from a webinar? Is it from your challenge? Is it from like, where is it coming from? Is it coming from discovery calls? Where are the, where, what are the tasks that are earning you the most money? And what parts of those tasks are costing you money? So for example, if you are making the majority of your money through discovery calls, but you are still doing that process very um, manually, you're still, you know, you are the person who's setting the call, you're following up with the person, you are manually sending a contract, you are man like if you are manually onboarding them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that is costing you money. That that process is is earning you money because it's making it's making you money it's bringing clients in so that's making you money but it's costing you money because you could just have that all systemized and automated and that is something worth investing in bringing a team member on to systemize that for you is an excellent cost. Is a VA going to do that for you? Probably not. You might be able to find a VA who understands the strategic implementation of funnel building and um, client experience automation and things like that, but that's rare. That is another example of someone who maybe has not yet really um, come to understand their full value. And so they're, they're still charging a lot less or they're still calling themselves VA when they've really got a higher level skill set. Um, and they could be charging quite a lot more and th there's probably more um, accurate thing, uh, which they could be calling themselves like a client experience specialist or something like that. If they've got those skills, like that's not really typical of a VA, but maybe that's something that you want to hire for someone who could handle the systems on automations. And that's not a long-term thing. Like that's a one and done, but maybe you've got a bunch of moving pieces in your businesses and it changes, or you offer things from, 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 uh, you know, you offer different things pretty consistently. And so maybe that is a longer term um, hire where they they build out the initial systems and then they update it or they create the new things as you go or what, like maybe it is a longer term hire, but it might not be. So that's an example. Um, what are things that you can delegate or delete that are 
costing you money. First and foremost, admin. That is where a VA would be an excellent um, hire to make because you don't need to be in your email. You don't need to be in your inbox. That doesn't mean like don't stop replying to people, but like you don't need to be looking at every email. You don't need to be responding to every email. And again, this is if you're making money, if you're not making money yet, like please, please learn how to make money first before you start really thinking about some of these bigger picture things. Um, you know, maybe you've got a blog and no one's reading it and it's just costing you a lot of time and no one's reading it is so you've got to determine like, is it worth it? Do you, is this your, is this your like, you know, your passion project that in your business, that it's the thing that really lights you up and it's, you really want to hold on to it. And you, you know, that if it just can get off the ground and work and what, or do you need to let it go? Do you need to delegate the marketing of the blog? Do you need to bring someone in who's more skilled at helping you market the blog so that you can keep doing your passion project and like it can actually start making you some money? Do you need to do you need to hire someone who's more um, well-versed in SEO than you are to like go back and tweak some of the things that you were writing so that it will actually get seen? Do you need to hire someone to help you come in and like put a strategy behind the way that you're writing your blog so that they'll actually move the needle on getting you more clients rather than just like no one's reading it, no one's doing anything, no one, and no one's, it's not making you any money and, and, and. And, or is it time to delete it? Like, right. So what, what tasks are costing you money? What tasks are earning you money? Where is their overlap? What can you delegate or delete? What do you maybe want to bring someone else on is really the VA, the, the, the move. That's a really good chance that there's not, do you need someone to innovate? Do you need them to replicate? Um, and if you need someone to innovate, like, are you prepared to, are, are you prepared to spend for that? Um, you know, and the more, do you need a strategic thinker? Do you need a doer? Do you need a tech, a technician or a doer? Do you need a, do you need someone to implement strategy? Do you need someone who can oversee the team members? Like once you get to that point of like, well, I've got this VA and I've got this social media manager and I've got these things. And like, they're asking me questions and it, that's costing me money. Now it's costing me money to have to answer their questions. And I don't really have time. Like then maybe you need an OBM. Like, so what do you need in that sense? So I hope that this gave you some things to think about because I, I wish that these were discussions that were being had a little bit more often. It's so like, well, just hire some, go hire someone, go hire a VA, like without much strategy behind it. And that's, um, you know, if you did listen to the first episode, like I've had team, I've been, I've had to look at team development for a really long time. I've had my own teams. I've had, um, I've had to work with, I've had managed, worked with teams of like more than 200 people in a corporate setting, like, and, and had to, um, uh, and a part of that role in the, in the corporate sense was like their development, the team development. And so I've thought about a lot of this stuff and there's really hiring is, a, is an art and a science. There's a lot of intuitive stuff that goes into hiring, but it's also like there are a lot of strategic pieces, which is, I think, the next thing we're going to talk. I think that's T hiring tea time number three or number four. It's where that's one of the things anyway. So I hope that you found this um, valuable. I'd love to know your biggest takeaways. Uh, if you are like, I need help. I want help hiring. Um, I don't know who to hire. I'm at a point where I'm ready to like really start to offload this. Um, I would love to help you with this. Uh, so starting all the way from like, if you're newer in your business, if you know that there are tasks that you don't want to have to be doing, um, but you are not really yet making money and you need help with that so that maybe you can hire the VA or the book bookkeeper at some point and you want, you know, that you're going to want to delegate some tasks at some point, I would encourage you to check out my scalable foundations membership, which is the primary goal is to teach you how to market and sell um, so that you can get to a point where you are able to start 
um, you know, that your business can start to run without you. That's my whole thing is like, I want to help people create businesses that can run without them. So I would check that out. And I definitely, when you get to the point of being able to like, I've got some money, well, how can I start to alleviate some of um, my workload myself? Like I'm definitely a person who can help you with that, but also it will help you learn to sell and market. Um, if you are making a little bit more money, if you've got a pretty consistent way of selling and marketing, but like you've, you're starting to get on the hamster wheel of like, I've got too much to do and I'm, the money's coming in. And, and so you're more around the like 50 to $250,000 us per year. Um, I would invite you to apply for sustainable growth lab, which is focuses a lot around like hiring and team and delegation. And, um, but also like really moving from, the solopreneur to an actual like CEO, like, well, how do, what does that look like for you? Do you want to lead a team? Do you not want to lead a team? How can we start to alleviate? How can we start to um, make your business a little easier so that your time is not fully required for it to function? Um, and if you're beyond that, if you're beyond um, about a quarter of a million a year in, in revenue, um, in us dollars, then I would love to work with you either as a consultant or with my agency or both. Um, there are opportunities to, if you work with me both as a consultant and you bring the agency on, like you get agency discounts. So there's, there's a, um, there's a benefit to over the overlap there. Um, but the consulting side is where I just like help you, um, come up with a strategy and like essentially start to outsource, uh, like an outsourced COO basically, but your team does the work and I help you, um, with the execution on that sense, uh, just like how to guide your own team. But if my agency does the work, then like, we can actually just do the work for you. So, and like higher level strategic implementation of like, we create the strategy and then we implement it. So, but that's, you need to be about 250 um, K a year or, or more before you're really ready for that. Um, but sustainable growth lab, if you are less than that sustainable growth lab offers, um, some, you can get agency work for, uh, at a discount and for a far lower minimum hour per month commitment than if you were fully retaining the agency. So, um, anyway, this is, it's not meant to be like a sales pitch or whatever, but like, if you're interested in working more with me on this, I would love to speak with you at the very least. I would, I'd be happy to like point you in the right direction of what, um, you do need, even if it's not me. So, um, I hope that this was helpful and I will see you in the, in the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode, but before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month -month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. <laughs> I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the, with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at sustainable scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode.